kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yes, hello. Welcome to your All Day Breakfast. I am Alex. That is Matt. We appreciate you joining us on this Thursday morning. Yeah, uh, we are well. A lot happening overnight, as uh, you've probably seen in the news. As per usual. Uh, we've had uh, blackouts. We've had uh, protests. We've had arrests. I saw a video of along the Ho- Hollywood Boulevard, just army trucks after army truck lining the entire thing. And um, we've also had my extra long eyebrow hair growing another 0.2 millimetres overnight as all hair grows on our bodies. And so we're going to be checking in uh, <laughs> Alex, with the progress on that Alex, as well as hearing a story, your Alex own stories. The, little, the markers on the on the wall, just <laughs> like how when kids are growing up and they, they get notched on the, uh, on the kitchen wall, Alex has got his eyebrow <laughs> length. I am very proud of it. So uh, <laughs> we talk about that a little bit later on, as well as Matt O'Kine's... Uh, yeah, something to keep a light about him yesterday. But we've also got someone who's been keeping across the news across the week. It is Mr. Charlie Pickering. He hosts ABC's The Weekly. And he's going to be letting us know exactly what it's been like coming up with this topical comedy show uh, in the events that we're uh, living through right now. Now, to kick things off, let's find out whether an age-old gesture <laughs> is still relevant or not. It's all part of All Day Breakfast with your boys, Matt and Alex. Hope you're well. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Matt O'Kine, uh, the, the good listeners have got to know us a little bit better this week, given our uh, our partners have made appearances. I mean, we reference them a bit, particularly, you know, radio host stories. you gotta, you got to mine your own life for stories, given where, for the majority of our time, trapped inside, the only people that live with us are obviously going to feature quite heavily in the stories that we bring out. So it was good, nice to get them on the show uh, to have a little chat and so you could say hello to them because, you, you know, you now know them when we reference them in the future. But um, in, interesting getting to know us better in the, in the sa- at the same time, uh, including when you and your partner, Belle, in the first weeks of courtship, you met I on winked, stage. I winked, okay? I winked. This is, this is what happened live on stage at an awards ceremony. I hosted the night. She won an award, which I handed to her on stage, and it was a very sweet moment. And, no, I just need to interject there and say that when I walked on the stage, Matt called my name, he shook my hand, and then he gave me a sly wink with the eye. Just a little wink, my man. I did do. Wow. I mean, it was, what I mean, a player. No, no. <laughs> Look, it's it's very hard to wink and not be creepy, but I pulled it off that night. I'll tell you that. He much. pulled off the one <laughs> wink in the world that wasn't creepy. <laughs> Which is quite incredible, Matt, that I... you were able to do that. I salvaged the wink. I brought it back, okay? It was it was creepy. I managed to pull it from the gutter and and turn it into something that is is actually a beautiful sign of uh, appreciation and and uh, admiration. Because I think it's it's been a while since I've seen a wink in real life. You know, winks happen in movies, they happen in advertisements a fair bit. <laughs> You're giving me one now. You're out of practice, my friend. You don't no, wink much. I- and it's very bold if you're a non-winker to bust one out because I think I tried to do a wink one time and it wasn't in a situation where it was a girl that I liked and it was on stage in front of a bunch of people. Well, and but if you please- do it without practice, you can stuff it up. It's can walking a please- tightrope. Give me a little bit of credit for it was my left eye as well. Okay, <laughs> so 
So I'm biwinkle. <laughs> I can I can wink on both eyes. That's not easy either. I used to practice that um, when I was when I was younger. All right. So what, I on biwinkle. people or by yourself? No, just by myself because you never know when you're going to need it. So wait, wait. You're you telling can't... me. You're telling me that a young meadow kind would stand in front of the bathroom <laughs> mirror. <laughs> I wasn't winking doing at it. yourself I on both eyes. I wasn't learning how to wink so that I could use it as some sort of sexual advance on people. I was learning uh, how to wink in because front of the I, mirror. it's body right. control. 20 winks on the right. Here we go. <laughs> 19, 20. Okay, left. One, it's, two, three. Let's get these muscles It's understanding of how to use your body. It was an interest in movement. That's what it was. <laughs> Oh my lord! All right. Well, we thought about this because it is a bold one to I use. I also raise and both eyebrows. Thank you very much. Oh, which the, I practice. the people's eyebrow. I did practice that once. I'm terrible. Can't do it. Uh, but it it is a tough maneuver, and so we were we were thinking whether a a wink has worked, you know, for you. A wink has made maybe someone swoon. Maybe you were about to jump off something and you winked a person in a movie and then you jump off, but you actually had a parachute and, you know, those kind of situations. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone was, you and your clone were standing next to each other and both <laughs> saying, it's, shoot him. And then and then you like winked. You went, and then, shoot me and winked. And then the <laughs> yeah. person knew that you were the exactly. real you and then See, shot good the clone. Winks. There's good winks. But every now and then, a wink stinks. It's so... <laughs> And so we've also asked you, <laughs> where does a wink stunk? Uh, and Laurie from Akutuka has got in touch. Hello, Laurie. Hi. How are you guys? Really good. Well, thank you. Thanks. Now, we asked, when does a wink worked or when does a wink stink? And uh, you've got in touch. What is your wink story? You know how when emojis first came out, I thought that the wink face was a greasy face? A what? Oh, giving greasy. someone greasies. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, a greasy? So, You're like sort of going, ah. Well, you know, like you kind of have one side of the face like really screwed up and then the other side of the face is still scrunched up but not quite as scrunched up as the other side. And so you're kind of giving them a greasy and still one side of the face is a little bit neutral, kind of like the wink face, but obviously the wink face is just a wink face. I think Matt O'Kine's, uh audio of a greasy was pretty spot on. You are just going... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that gun. Okay, yeah, I get you. Yeah, stink so, so around the time stink that um, eye. around the time that emojis came out, I um had newly become single, and I was, I guess, pretty innocent and naive, and thought I'd try out the Tinder game. Ooh. Um, and so I was a little bit shocked when boys would occasionally flick through a random message that said DTF or or something a bit gross. So um, I just reply with a greasy face. And like, you know, that, that's not on. That's not okay. No, I'm not, just I'm to not put them in their place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I thought that I was being really assertive, and uh, they're just getting keen, more keen. I didn't understand it. You thought after you gave them the greasy to their exactly. question of soliciting, uh, you know, potentially some loving out of you, uh, that they they'd back turned, off. They were turned on by my disgust. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd send through an eggplant and you'd be like, why do they want to eat vegetables at a time like this? <laughs> Everyone is just so confused. <laughs> and so what was the moment, Laurie, that you discovered that the winky face was not as uh, aggressive as you'd hoped? <laughs> well, I was talking to my friend and obviously we're reflecting on this new Tinder experience and I was like, 
it's really weird. There's so many of them that I just don't get the hint. Like, what do you have to do to, uh, like, for them to stop talking at you? Like, you just send them greasies and they, they keep going even harder. <laughs> um, so, and she was like, well, show me them. So we had a little scout through and um, she's like, mate, you're sending them winks. You're winking away at them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So uh, what did you send up to uh, to clarify with a few of these uh, these people? Did you find an emoji that was greasy enough? Now I send through the uh, the old red face. Oh, yeah. With angry the, do you do face. the expletives over the mouth or do you uh, just do the angry red? Oh, a bit of angry red and eye rolling, really. Have you ever had a successful wink, Laurie, though? Like, has anyone ever winked at you and you've thought, back me up here. Is the wink extinct? <laughs> I, I, Matt, I can back you up. I can back you up because I wear contact lenses and my wink kind of looks more like an eye twitch or a <laughs> like they, my contacts get all out of joint and then I end up just having to shut the whole show down. So... Yeah, winks don't work. They're not okay. <laughs> All right, so you're calling for the removal of the wink from society despite accidentally giving it to a bunch of... Uh, look, Thirsty keen, boys. Keen beans. Uh, but, Laurie, thank you very much for letting us know your story. We appreciate it very much. Thanks, boys. Um, let us know. Uh, is the wink extinct? Or should we uh, bring it back from the dead? Bring like, it back. Like Matt Bring O'Kine it back. Tried. Bring it back. Feel free to as well, um, as well as don't just tell us old stories. Feel free to create new ones, okay? Do your own experiments, all right? Because we're scientists. We're very scientific here at All Day Breakfast. We would love you to go out, test the wink, you know, where previously you thought, nah, the wink's in the back cupboard, never to be seen again. Bring it out. Give yeah. it a try. Let us know. Is is, is the wink extinct? And, uh, yeah, we'll figure out and, and give you the official reading another day. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Matt O'Connor, we're very happy to be talking to a gentleman who takes the news of the week and packages it up nicely so we can... Uh, Find out what's going on in a lighthearted way. And I tell you what, what a lighthearted week to be chatting to the host of the weekly, Mr. Charlie Pickering. Hello. Happy, thanks, thanks very much, guys. Yeah, cheerful week. Everything is fine. Yeah, well, congratulations on a successful show last night on what is obviously a, a rough week. Um, how do you prepare for something, you know, for a show like yours uh, in with, with all this that's going on in the world? Well, I mean, it's it's... We have kind of a mission statement at our show, which is we watch the news so that you don't have to. Uh, and so our first job is we genuinely try to watch as much coverage of the news as we can. Mm. And what has been like, well, it's been nearly, it ha that has been impossible when it comes to um, what's going on in the States because it's all the news on every station here and around the world all the time, and then you add to that that everyone who's protesting is filming it on their phone and posting it on social media as well. Mm -hmm. And it is like it's nigh on impossible to actually get a, a, a full snapshot of what's going on. But I think that's actually a useful thing to remember about this particular moment that America is at, in that because there is so much going on, different people can project onto it what they want. Mm. You know, the, the fact is 
that for for every um you know local store that's on fire which is an egregious you know d destruction of property there's 20 peaceful protests going on somewhere else in that it just in that city let alone around the whole country yeah but if you if you want to if you want to just focus on the damage to property then of course you can justify the police being full on with peaceful protesters everywhere and to, to give you an example of that, I've, I've got a, um, a little bit of uh, Donald Trump's speech, which made my blood run cold watching his speech live. Can I just play a little bit of it? Because I think it gives a good context to this. Absolutely. Here it is. These are not acts of peaceful protest. These are acts of domestic terror. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson. So what you have there is Donald Trump is only talking about this as um, almost an anarchic event, as about just mm -hmm. looting and and painting as a, as a giant criminal act that needs to be stamped out with an, a staggering use of force on a civilian population. And that's entirely possible with an event so chaotic as big, you know, and as big as this. And I think that's what's really hard about it. And what we, you know, what we tried to do last night on the weekly was sift through it and sort of outline what we thought were the salient moments or salient points to kind of get through the noise a bit and find the signal in there. Just quickly while we're on the topic is everything being filmed. You're right because if you wanted to get a bunch of videos of looters or pro, you know, people rioting and setting fire to things, they are there. But I've seen everything from from that to people cleaning up the streets. I've seen police brutality. I've seen police marching in solidarity with people. It's it's all there and it is so complex. Um, oh, yeah. And, but, and even just the, the same individual police, there's footage of police kneeling with protesters and those same police laying into those same protesters <laughs> with clubs minutes oh. later, right? And it's like, and, and, and that's the thing. It's, it's um, everyone needs to do their best to try and take it all in and stop and think about it and reflect. I mean, we're very lucky here in Australia that we've got distance on this and we, we've got the same issues in our society. They're just less front and centre or we're much better at ignoring them. In Australia, mm -hmm. it's so weird trying to figure out where to stand in all this because there's enough footage to be able to decide which side you want to stand in, no matter what. You know, we talked, spoke to someone in New York recently, and they said that uh, you know there's there's undercover cops who are inciting violence and and, and being part of the riots. Did you see those crates of bricks being left on the yeah, side I mean, of the road, yeah, and no one knew, I mean, knows right? who's I mean, leaving I mean, the is bricks? Is this really? Is this real? Like, how do we know? How do you? How do you figure out the truth in any of this? You know. Well, well, that's the thing. I think the one thing that you can say for sure is what we all saw with our own eyes, which was a policeman had a man handcuffed on the ground and knelt on his neck until he stopped breathing and he died, and it's a thing that we all saw. And the worst part about it was we weren't that shocked by it because we know that that happens. We know that the rules for black people in America, but around the world, in Australia as well, the rules are different than they are for white people. And there is 
violence that we see perpetrated by a police force whose job it is to protect people, they're perpetrating violence on that civil population who are protesting. I think it's quite clear that you can be on the side of the protesters here. You can also think that looting and destruction should not be a part of it and those that are responsible for that should be made accountable. But I don't think you should ever have a police and a military force turned on civilians and exert unjustifiable force on them. And the response to all of this could sometimes be as muddy as the as what actually is going on as well. We saw on this the Blackout Tuesday, which uh, everyone was posting a black screen to uh, to emphasise the Black Lives Matter, but then people are saying, do not use that hashtag while doing the black screen because it's really muddying the hashtag, which gets important information out to people during the protests. Uh, That's right. Call it, black, call it hashtag Blackout Tuesday, not Black Lives Matter because... Black Lives Matter use that to communicate with each other and organise their protests. Absolutely, and, and, and then people are doing it in a tokenistic fashion. You, I'm seeing influencers posing in front of things on the street instead of fires going on. It's all yeah. that money. And then you've got well-meaning people like Mr David Guetta who just want to help <laughs> but may have suddenly missed the mark with his, uh, <laughs> with this his is, response. This is my favourite news clip of the entire year too. This is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, would you be able to set it up for us then, okay, Charlie? Could so you tell us what's what's going this, on with this audio? Picture this world-famous DJ, David Guetta, is standing on top of it's a place called Top of the Rock. It's basically, it's like the Empire State Building. It's, it's one of the highest points in New York City. And he's standing there with a set of DJ decks in front of him, the city in the background. And he has a message for the family of the man who has died and for America to try and help. And, and I'm amazed this hasn't worked yet. The world is going through difficult times, and America too, actually, and I made a special record. I have a dream. 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 (laughs) And then he just dances. He just dances. Come on, guys. Like, I... I get that it was real lame, but I don't think David Guetta's the bad guy in this. That's, you know? That is the issue. And there, there's stuff that even there was that Glee actress who's copying criticism this week for how she's treating people on Glee and that that kind of thing. There's there's a different level of problem where these are not not necessarily the problem. No, they're, not, they're not they're not the problem, but the complete lack of self awareness to think it's a, just to me, to me it's the it's the state of mind to say America is burning. What can be done? Get me my decks. I'm getting on a building. I'm sampling the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. If we turn it up loud enough, I, David Guetta, who's very popular at my various gigs, whenever whenever I'm in front of a crowd, it seems to go very well. So, yes, yes, I, David Guetta, and the man of the hour. Poor David Guetta. I feel sorry for him. He would have been, he would have been in his little studio whipping it up, thinking, oh, man, this Mate. is red hot. <laughs> you know, but you know what? Is, there's two things. Right, two things. One. That's clearly just a track he had lying around and he just would have been <laughs> no, high over the no. top. No! He did not whip that off. There's no <laughs> way musically that reflects violence on the street. <laughs> right? And two, fun fact for you. Fun fact. Do you know his name is pronounced David Guetta? Not David Guetta? Oh, but I damned did. if I'm pronouncing it correctly in this interview. Sure damned if I am. <laughs> well, now, now it's stacks on us for mispronouncing David Guetta's name. I'll tell <laughs> you what. Sorry, well, sorry, David. Sorry, David yeah. Guetta. Um, uh, yeah, but- I know David Guetta is going through a lot right now, but I have a song <laughs> that I think can help him. <laughs> 
Oh, Charlie Pickering. Does it make you feel better, David Guetta? Yeah, oh, no, goodness, come me. On. goodness me, Charlie. Thank Poor you so David. much for joining us. Uh, congratulations on managing to uh, put on a topical show with the week that the world has had recently. Uh, doing a very good job there. You can check out the weekly on Wednesday nights or iView whenever you like as well. Uh, Charlie, appreciate you dropping by and uh, thanks for chatting to uh, Matt and Alex on All Day Breakfast. No worries, guys. I hope we survive and can do this again sometime. <laughs> See you, mate. Cheers, bye. All day breakfast. Do you think you'll have kids, Alex Dyson? <laughs> have you asked me that before? Um, potentially yeah. one day, mate. You know, there's, I mean, there's lots to think about. Bro. Accidents P- can happen. Picture Minds this. can change. Picture. I mean, I was talking to someone the other day. I'm like, how's, it, how's your quarantine going? They're like, it'd be better if I didn't have a toddler. And that <laughs> makes me swing one way. <laughs> and then you see cute babies. You're like, oh, they're pretty cute. How, how annoying could they be? <laughs> All right, picture this. Last night, having dinner. All right, now I've I've made fried rice. Ooh. Beautiful Thai fried rice. Right, righto, Justine Schofield. Righto. <laughs> hey, hey, I took this uh, incredible recipe, a little bit of, uh, and by the way, if you're wondering, Thai fried rice, great, great leftover meal, you know, a little bit of leftover rice in the fridge, a few mm. veggies, chop it all up, chuck it in a pan, tablespoon tablespoon and a half of, Fish sauce, tablespoon oh. of oyster sauce, squeeze oh. of lime at the end. Oh, mamma mia. Anyways. That's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Not Thai. I don't but. know what the Thai equivalent of mamma mia is, what to be is honest. T- actually, get in touch, please. We're ignorant on the uh, the Thai mamma mia. Although, I was in a hospital one time waiting for the results of my um, collarbone x-rays. Mm. And a, an Italian sort of grandpa was in behind with a, his foot in a bandage and someone pressed it to see if it hurt and he actually went, oh, mamma mia. And I, <laughs> and I understood what that <laughs> meant. <laughs> oh. So it, it's not just, you know, a, a stereotype. It happened in real life. Yeah, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing the thunder from your fried rice. I'm sorry, sir. Well, um... The thunder was was stolen right from under my nose because I, I gave it to my daughter Sophia. She's previously enjoyed this dish. Last time, loved it, scoffed it. Yep, absolutely shoveled it, mushed it straight into her face. This time, did not want a bar of it. Right, oh. and it's heartbreaking, man. Mm. It's it's I, I can't express the the hit your ego takes when your child doesn't want to yeah. eat your because, food because children eat sand. You know, <laughs> they eat dirt, she, worms, she, bugs. She wanted to eat a letter from the bank yeah. just, you know, in the afternoon, but she doesn't like my Thai fried rice. Yeah, that, I could see that would be painful. Bro, and it's, and, and it's not that they don't just like go, oh, you know what? I don't like it. <laughs> she literally. Or, I, we had this last night. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> you yeah, know. She literally tries to tip the whole plate over. Off her chair, like she won't stop until she's shoved the whole thing off. They should, you know, whenever these new MasterChef judges retire, have the judges be toddlers. (laughs) Because finally we'll get honest answers. (laughs) You know, none of this platitudes and whatever. Literal throwing on the ground is what we want. Thank you. 
When Hayden Quinn whips up some yeah. delicious, you know, m- Moroccan tagine, <laughs> puts the spoonful up to the baby, and then you, the daughter just starts bawling her eyes out, yeah. uncontrollably wailing, will know that he's not coming back next week. Exactly. Or Poe just does something beautiful and it's <laughs> smeared all over someone's face. That's a 10 out of 10. You got immunity, right? Yeah. So my partner, Belle and I, we don't know what to do. And we're, I'm, 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 I'm sulking. Yeah. I'm sulking over on the side here. Oh, she liked it. I don't know what it was. I mean, do we just give her a pouch of mushed up vegetables again? Yeah. You know, and so, and so you resort to your tricks. Now everyone's got the tricks. You've got the tricks. Are you listening? If you've, if you've got the tricks, I'm going to want to hear them, all right? Because yeah. uh, suddenly Belle starts busting out a bit of uh, Beach Boys. Barbara Ann. Barbara Ann. On the, right? From her own mouth or from on the stereo? From her mouth. She's yeah. like, Barbara Ann. Okay, so we're singing. Suddenly I'm doing the low bits. <laughs> You're harmonizing. Oh, but we, what does this have to do with the food? Well, then, then she starts eating, right? She'll what? only eat. Yeah, dinner and a show. I'm telling you, we, it was. Uh, this kid, man, I'm like, the amount of work Wait, I'm what putting happened in. The good old aeroplane. Why do you need a full musical production to finish Mate, it? She's obviously been reading the news. Planes are no good right now. The whole aviation industry is gone. Virgin's in bloody liquidation, and so is aeroplanes going into the baby's mouth. I got to bust out a bit of Beach Boys, which I didn't know was Barbara Ann. I thought it was Barbara Ann, which I didn't know what Barbara Ann was. I thought it was a one word, Barbara Ann or something. Right, I thought it was a hairdresser song. Well, no, I just didn't know. I just thought it was a word, Barbara Ann. Anyways, <laughs> once we get to the end of it, you think we can stop? Nope, straight back to the beginning. Bar, 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 bar. For 10 minutes, we're singing this song on loop. Spoonfuls going in. All right, well, that sounds horrible. Matt needs some new tricks. <laughs> What's what, what got- extent have you gone to? For food, to go into your baby's mouth. What have you done just to please your baby? Whether it's food, whether it's getting through a car ride, what ridiculous and if you're like, have you gone to? If you're like me and don't have kids, uh, potentially um, we can come up with some new ones for Matt. I mean, you've got your planes and your trains. How else can we uh, get the food in the gob? <laughs> well, let us know. We'd love, to, uh, we'd love to help our boy, Matthew O'Kine, out. I mean, the whole segment could end with just going, Make better food, butter. With me, Alex. Please take my hand. You got me rocking and rolling, rocking and reeling, All day breakfast. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. We are with you. I uh, hope you're having a good one. And just looking at some of the feedback from yesterday's show, Alex Dyson. Big show. Um, yeah, Jessica Mangala says, uh, look, I was listening on the way to work. was in tears as well as fits of laughter, thinking all morning about Amelia Brace's story and how terrifying it would be, but also glad you guys are addressing the important issues. Keep up the good work. Yeah, th- uh, big thanks again to Amelia for joining us. I just can't, I can't, couldn't stop thinking about today, her father just seeing that on live television and just thinking like, this police officer is whacking my daughter with a baton incredible. as she flees. You just get so hot and, you know, pent up. It'd be crazy. 
For sure. And um, and obviously when I said, um, Jessica said fits of laughter, she wasn't referring to that interview. <laughs> she was referring to other stuff. We did Low Court of Australia. Uh, Lauren Boosted on Twitter said, can you enter into a contract when you're inebriated? And a couple of people who've studied law said, no, you can't. It's if, you, wow. if, if you've entered the uh, contract inebriated and someone's trying to take advantage of your inebriation to make the contract, mm. then it's void. But then... What does it say about if both people are inebriated? <laughs> is their advantage being taken? Or is it, what, do they nullify each other? Well, yeah, you know. Well, that's done legal decided. studies in your 11s, so uh, we'll continue presiding over the low court, and I'm sure that'll that'll get us through. Yes, but you also mentioned yesterday about your uh, terrifically long hairs, which uh, turned one listener off their morning wheat bix. Oh, please don't. I'm showing it, Matt. The uh, the four centimetre long eyebrow hair that I've got. It's my pride and joy, and I'm uh, looking forward to talking to some more people to celebrate Australia's random long hair. Has it got a name? Yeah. Wispy, wispy or something? What's it? Graham? <laughs> no, it's it's Kenneth, if you much, must know. <laughs> um, but Sean from Brisbane has given us a call. G'day, Sean. Hey, how you going, boys? Very well, thank you. Um, uh, I am celebrating Australia's random long hairs. Uh, what can you tell us about your own experience? Um, it's not my personal long hair, um, but it was a uh, long hair from my mother-in-law. She was at work and a colleague, her work wife, you know, quite close, mm-hmm. she said, oh, you've just got a hair on you and went to flick it from her chest and then her hand covered her mouth and she apologised and said, oh my God, I'm so sorry, it's attached. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The old, oh, you've got a wispy hair on your chest. I hope she just tugged at it too, like just (laughs) doing, doing. Oh dear, there's skin moving with that. (laughs) Doing, doing. Played a bit of banjo on it. (laughs) Wow. And when um, I gave her a call about this and said, hey, I don't want to throw you under the bus and, you know, tell Australia that you've had a long chest hair <laughs> and uh, people at work do know about it. <laughs> and she was fine with it. And oh. she said, I think you've forgotten that you've mentally blocked it out because I must have scarred you that I have made you since pluck that when that's regrown through. Oh, so <laughs> you are, are responsible for <laughs> chest hair removal on your mother. <laughs> Oh, my mother-in-law, yes. I obviously haven't drawn boundaries and um, <laughs> have definitely chose to mentally block that part out of my life, but we're no longer living under the same roof, so I'm sure she's she's got somebody else to cover that for her now. Oh, well, it's good news that we've got uh, such great daughter-in-laws around Australia. Thank you very much for uh, for keeping <laughs> chest hairs under control. Well, also, no, wait, hang on a second. Right. Keeping them under control, we're meant to be having pride in our hairs. We don't want to hide our random long hairs. No, 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 sorry. I mean, I just meant, you know, maintaining them, I should have said. Maintaining exactly. their, 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 their length and so beauty. So instead of plucking your mother-in-law's chest hair, um, Sean, can I encourage you to um, to shampoo it next time and condition? <laughs> okay. Keep it hydrated. Exactly right. Yeah, you both exactly. want to clean <laughs> and then cleanse your mother-in-law's oh, chest goodness. hair, which is quite long and Thanks, random. Sean. <laughs> No worries, boys. Have a good one. You too. Uh, if you indeed would like to uh, tell Australia about your favourite random hair, uh, in no matter which position, please get in touch with the program, matt.ad.alex on Instagram. Oh, we got a website on the way. I'm sure you'll be able to find that soon. Yeah, it'll happen.
all day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. Thank you so much for listening to All Day Breakfast today. We've had a very, very good time. Hopefully you didn't um, pull out your headphones in disgust like a toddler listening to something gross and terrible. Um, yuck. Exactly. She pokes her tongue out at the word yuck. That's, that means yuck. That is it. Uh, but we will be joining you tomorrow. We've got uh, Briggs on the show. Adam Briggs will be joining us. I'm excited about that for two reasons. One, he's just brought out a pretty incredible book, which I'm hoping to talk to him about. But two, he's uh, also likes giving Matt O'Kine the old cattle prod and stirring him up a little bit. So oh, I'm looking God. forward to seeing... He sure does. Man, oh. I actually... He has, uh, there'll be, he'll be not involved in anything I'm doing and I'll do something and suddenly he's like, duh, that sucks. I'm like, <laughs> go away, Briggs. Nah, it'll be it, awesome to chat to him. Love stirring the pot on, uh, on Matty O'Kine. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how that goes and potentially, you know, being that kid who hides behind Briggs and like, points at Matt from behind but <laughs> yeah, doesn't actually exactly. say anything himself. <laughs> That's where I thrive. All right, thank you very much for joining us. We will catch you on the next All Day Breakfast. Breakfast.